This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz. Small Biz America. And welcome back. Small Biz America on the Biz Talk Radio Network. I am David Wolf. Our guest on this segment is a 30-year veteran of the health and wellness communications industry. Vince Perry is the founder of the Perry Branding Group and the author of Identity Crisis. In the book, he shares keen insights into the success of everyday brands and describes the keys to establishing brand preferences for medications and wellness goods. Fascinating subject matter. He was previously the chief branding officer at Inventive Health, uh, the founder and president of Ybrand, the founder and president of GSW New York, and also the chief creative, uh, creative officer, that is, at Sudler & Hennessy, He's appeared on NBC Nightly News with Brian Williams, the BBC, and has been featured in medical marketing and media, Pharma Voice, and uh, several others, including Med Ad News. Uh, let's welcome Vince Perry to the program. Vince, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of subject matter to uh, cover with you, and uh, some may not be familiar to us. This is not a world that many of us understand. The idea of branding around um, healthcare products uh, uh, in the drug space and what have you. So I, I want to start by asking you, what are some of uh, what you like to call dangers of incorporating what we call consumer branding practices? So maybe it'd be good to, what is a consumer branding practice and why is it dangerous to get into those ideas when you're dealing with healthcare products? Well, the whole reason that people buy healthcare products is very different than when they buy consumer goods products. Consumer goods are a celebration of self. Hey, I got a new BMW, I got a new Dior bag, I joined a new gym. There are ways in which you can reinforce your own brand and create an identity for yourself. The identity crisis occurs in with healthcare brands because imagine trying to brand something that people don't want to take and even resent having to take. Um, with healthcare branding, it's not about a celebration of self. It's about a protection of self. It's about trying to restore an identity that's been stolen by illness. Do the ads that we, and, you know, absolutely targeted at baby boomers, right? Uh, but so many of the ads we see, let's say, running on television, they all have kind of a pattern. They do have a what I'll call an attempt to uh, to, to frame a brand for us. Uh, are, do they have it wrong, or, or, or what's your insight about how they tend to do this? I guess this well, is big pharma, right? All, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. Um, um, 
so the uh, you're absolutely right. There is a pattern that these uh, that these commercials follow. Not not everyone gets it wrong, but when they do get it wrong, they get it wrong the same way. They begin to use this idea that somehow. 30 seconds is enough to explain the complexities around a prescription medication that has taken years to develop and that has a whole series of side effects and specificities that can't be done in a 30-second ad. So all you hear about are, on the one hand, these very overly optimistic claims about what this brand can do for you with smiling, happy people, and these people are really sick, actually, and then a whole bunch of disclaimer language that the FDA makes you say because, let's face it, it takes more than 30 seconds uh, to deliver an effective message about what these brands might be able to do for you. So yeah. when they get it wrong, they get it wrong for those reasons. Yeah, and there is this sort of this, this uh, um, make-believe world that they try to paint in an effort to brand, which is, yeah, I mean, it's cognitive dissonance. And then followed by the, the sped-up read of all the horrible, horrible side effects that you hear, it's just hard to make sense out of any of it. Um, do the drug companies, in your view, are they are they trying to create a world where um, the man on the street, the woman that's watching these commercials, then goes to their doctor and says, hey, what about X, Y, or Z? Or are they working the branding on both ends and they're coming through the doctor portal as well as the consumer portal? I think I hope that's a, a fair way to ask, ask that question. Yeah, it is, it, it is a push-pull format that they're trying to do. So about six to nine months before a TV commercial ever comes on, they promote to doctors. They let doctors know exactly what's going on with the brand mm -hmm. and what activity they plan on showing their patients, these consumers, so to speak, so that when a patient gets this information and they walk into the doctor's office, the doctor's not surprised by it. So there is a, um, a sort of a, a, a push from uh, the patients to come into the doctor's office, but then a pull from the doctor to also say you're going to have patients that are going to be coming into you and they're going to be expecting you to discuss this with them. And that's the big difference in the transaction model between consumer goods and a healthcare product. You have a learned intermediary. You have a doctor who's making sure that some person who's overly optimistic doesn't just run in and buy something off the shelf. They have to get it approved by someone with 48 years of postgraduate education and is an expert on whether or not this medication is right for them. So the goal is twofold, one, to inform physicians about what's going on, and two, to raise awareness among uh, potential patients to come in and have a dialogue. That's probably the number one correct thing to do is to promote a dialogue about the drug. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Vince Perry He's with the Perry Branding Group. The website, Perry, P-A-R-R-Y, brandinggroup.com, and there are two Gs in there, brandinggroup.com. Uh, Vince, talk a little bit about the world you're living in, in your own world. Are you continuing to uh, consult, or, you know, what kind of, what does the landscape look like for you today? Well, I have a range of clients, actually. Um, my, most of my clients are in the pharmaceutical and biotech sectors um, that either promote devices or drugs. Um, and I also have clients that are in young startup companies that are just have just discovered a, a particular drug or have something in research and need my help in building their brands. Mm. Um, I've also worked with hospitals and trying to build up their brand as well. You've probably seen those commercials on the radio and on TV as well. Mm -hmm. And um, anything that's to do with health and wellness, uh, one of the brands that I've helped create is Colgate Total Toothpaste. Um, oh, yeah. I've worked on I've worked on Dove Soap and on Lever 2000 and on other things that are considered health and wellness 
um, entities that aren't necessarily prescription drugs as well. So really anything to do with the health and wellness space because um, I have a particular expertise, my colleagues and I have a particular expertise in understanding what people want to buy when they're buying health and wellness. It's interesting, Vince, because you, you talked about the branding process at what I'll call uh, the, a very early stage uh, of the development of a product. Uh, so the branding starts at the beginning, doesn't it? It starts, in, in the case of uh, prescription pharmaceuticals, it starts about three years before the drug ever comes to market. You're trying to create an identity that um, the elite of the elite physicians are going to be exposed to before it ever mm -hmm. gets down to the practicing clinicians in the marketplace. So you have to create an identity, they have to develop packaging, they have to develop naming, and all of these things take many, many years to develop because of the strict regulations, not only in the United States, but also around the world. That's why you see so many funny names for drugs is because they can't mean anything in any language. It's dangerous if uh, the meaning is overlaps uh, with, uh, with maybe a cultural no-no in somebody's marketplace. So um, it starts about three years before the drug ever comes to market, and that's when I get involved um, creating this brand identity. I'm sort of like an obstetrician. I'm getting the baby ready to be born uh, a long time in advance. <laughs> I love that. i got about uh, two minutes or so left uh, for this segment. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Goldilocks process of branding, a three-part proven process that you use. Talk to us a little bit about it, if you can, in a couple minutes. Yeah, so I'm a veteran of the health and wellness marketing industry, and I, I, I think that because of our customers are usually science-based people, people in chemistry and pharmacy and labs and things like that, that they're really enamored of very complex processes. And the fact of the matter is is that when you get paid by the hour, an agency will make a 12- to 14-step process that's just sort of a time crunch, uh, basically trying to make money by the hour. Uh, the Goldilocks process is a process that I've refined by taking a look at all the processes that have been out there over the past three decades and getting them down to three simple steps, not too long, not too short, just like Goldilocks, just right. And basically it involves three steps. One is discovery, learning how to ask the right questions. For doctors it would be, why did you go to medical school? Why did you become the specialist you became? And then beginning to ask questions about how the drug or the device or the service in question can help help them in their lives. Same thing with patients. You ask the right questions about how can we help you restore aspects of your identity that have been stolen by illness. The second step is strategizing, taking all of that discovery learning and strategizing around an impactful brand promise, what the brand offers customers and a brand personality, the tone and attitude that the brand uses. And finally, creating the branding hallmarks in step three of a logo, color palette, typography, packaging, all of the things that you recognize. It's like a flag when you see that, when you see these elements, you see uh, very fundamental associations with this brand identity. And behavioral psychology informs all of this so that there's a one-to-one -one correspondence between the feelings you want them to have and the feelings they do have when they see these visual representations of the brand. So a Goldilocks process is just a very simple three-step process that, that takes weeks rather than months to get a company to an identity. I love that. And there is some information at the website. That's perrybrandinggroup.com, P-A-R-R-Y-B-R-A-N-D-I-N-G-G-R-O-U-P. Com. We're visiting with Vince Perry. He's also the author of Identity Crisis, Keen Insights into the Success of Everyday Brands. And uh, we'll learn more and spend more time with Vince Perry after the break. Stay with us. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.